Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. members of the Reaper Division, and welcome to another episode of Phantology. I am your host, Ryan, joined together with my cousin and lifelong friend, Josh, to discuss the final two books of the Cradle series. I was about to say the Cradle Trilogy. No, it's a series. And uh, the books are Dread God, book 11, and Waybound, book 12. Welcome, Josh. Hey Ryan, nice to finally get get around to doing this. It's been a it's been a bit since Book Twelve came out, but yeah, you know. I, I think it came out maybe uh, close to two months ago. I think it was the beginning of June. We're, we're recording this uh, at the end of July, so yeah, it's uh it's been a little bit. Definitely a great series. I, yeah. I think we should jump into it. Let's. I think. Um, we are just going to discuss our general thoughts on book 11, because it's been a little bit since both of us have read book 11, um, a couple months at this point. And I think we want to dedicate the bulk of our time to talking about Waybound and our thoughts on the series in general. Yeah. Sounds good, like Josh? That. Yeah. All right. So book 11, I think was another, uh, another compelling book in the overall plot. It, I I don't think it's the best. I think it's probably one of the better books in the series. I don't know. Yep. It felt like it did feel a little bit like moving pieces around on the board, kind of cleaning some things up before we could go into the final battle of sorts. Yeah. But that's, that that's fine. You know, like that's what you kind of expect from a next to like a, from a penultimate book in a series mm-hmm. like this is that it's going to set things up well for the last book. And it succeeded in doing that. Well, with that being said, I wasn't sure how they were going to wrap everything up in Waybound because at the end of book 11, Dread God, you still have four out of five Dread Gods left. You still have all of the monarchs left on Cradle, and you still have the whole Abaddon plotline with Athan and the Mad King and... um what's the name of the like the head of the Abidon or the kind of like the leader who doesn't like Ethan, who's been trying to find his scythe Machiel. Oh, yeah. That's it. Machiel the hound. You, you have basically all of those things and these aren't like super long books. So I was, I was not really sure what was going to happen, how he was going to wrap it all up. Yeah. I think that it was a little bit ambiguous, you know, cause there was always the promise that you were going to get to things off of cradle, you know, from the very beginning, there was the sense that it was going to be a little bit of a story beyond cradle, which we can, you know, we'll obviously talk more about that in book 12. So you're right. There was a lot to wrap up, like still on cradle. There was everything that with all the dread gods, with all the kind of political maneuvering and the, 
chair uh charities clan and like all all of that you know to to Akura, wrap up the Akura yeah clan. the Akura clan yeah mm-hmm. and so you're right like there there was a lot to do that was still left off at the ending of book 11 yeah and i i think you were kind of you're right with uh ambiguity because we we weren't necessarily sure how much will white had intended to finish up my understanding going in was that it would be totally wrapped up and this would kind of be the end of Lyndon and Yaren's story. Yeah. And so I think that that's going to be a lot of what we talk about in book 12, because I think that that's from the little conversation I've seen, that seems to be kind of the most divisive stuff is his mm-hmm. decision to not wrap everything up. Okay. And so to, let's, yeah. let's finish talking. So we're, we're kind of yeah. done talking about book 11. We didn't talk about it much. Yeah. Sorry if, you were expecting more than that. We, we both liked it. If you've read the first 10 books of Cradle, you're going to like book 11. There's, I mean, I I don't really see you stopping because of anything that happens in book 11. So now let's do quick uh, spoiler free to talk uh, book 12. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, so I'll let you start with this one. First. Yeah. A little bit of meta conversation about it is okay. this was, this was kind of hard for me to really st- get going on and and want to finish because i agree because it was it it really is just like an emotional thing to finish the series you know and i i have been on kind of like a a book slump from after i finished it i tried a few things to pull me out of it but um it's been it's been kind of hard to finish and i didn't and that was kind of kind of maybe marred my experience reading it a little bit is because i kept like not really wanting to be done with linden's story because it really the last few months has been such an escape for me and mm-hmm. yeah it was just one of those classic like book depression things that made it a little bit hard for me to um to want to finish it okay so your your hesitance was more like dragging your feet because you didn't want it to end yeah exactly it was like it was like when you're saying goodbye to someone and you just drag out the goodbye for too long you know it's like yeah. where where now it's like you both know that you need to go and mm-hmm. you don't like neither of you want to, but you got to, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what I think that's overall, like a great endorsement of the series mm-hmm. and the characters created. I, uh, so when I said, I agree, it was, I mean, so I had read the first 11 books. I don't know, maybe six, I finished the 11th book, maybe six months ago. So I feel like there has been like a significant period of time between reading Dread God and Waybound. And I think it took a while for me to get into the book. Hmm. I, so I, I feel like it was overall, I, I mean, I've seen some people react kind of negatively to Waybound. And I thought it, I, I really liked it overall. Like I said, it was slow getting into, but I think it was, it was a great ending. It was, it it wasn't like the best ending I've ever read. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a, a Sander Lanch at the end where it's like, you know, tons of like unexpected things are like, you know, blowing your mind one after the other. But I mean, overall, I was I was pretty happy with, you know, what happens with the characters, what happens with the plot. I totally agree. And endings are really, really hard to do for a lot of authors. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially endings of series. I think endings of books, obviously, most authors are pretty good at. But mm-hmm. it's not very, you know, you look at 
the number of marquee 10 plus book series there are out there. And like, there's not too many of them that I'm really aware of, you know, I'm sure there, I'm sure there are a lot from like smaller authors and stuff, but Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that sets it like something like the uh, wheel of time apart is it is so long and such a long series and has an ending and same thing with like Malazan and stuff. Now this, I, I hesitate to compare to something like the wheel of time or Malazan because the books are a lot shorter, you know, they're probably half the length to like even a third of the length of some of the longer. It's not really epic fantasy. Yeah. And it's not exactly. There's not that many characters. There are a lot of characters, but there's not that characters go in and out of the story a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. if you're thinking about, about the wheel of time, like there's a ton of characters you have to keep track of. Yeah. And this, there's just nowhere near that many. So like, there's a ton of differences, but the point still stands is that, He's still having to wrap up like a long series that a lot of people are pretty attached to in a compelling way. And that's not something that, you know, a lot of people have experience doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, even though it's not epic fantasy, I do see it talked a lot about with like alongside these other series. So I think like fans of epic fantasy and, you know, fans of Cradle have you know, like a lot of them read the same types of books, you know, like the Venn diagram. Like, I think there's just a lot in common in the center. You know, so it's been hard for me to place this book series because I see a lot of people really, really like it. Like it has a pretty big following, you know, like you you go on like uh, Goodreads and it has book 12, it has or book 11 has 13,000 people reviewing, you know, like 14,000 for book 10. Like obviously this is like a well-known series that being said just in the way that books are talked about at least in like my corner of the internet even people that really like this book like i don't really see them putting like the characters on like the top character lists or stuff like that you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. it just doesn't get that much um attention when people are creating some of the lists of their favorite series or books or characters or settings and i'm kind of confused as to that I, I don't think it does anything better than like the best, but it it has solid characters, has a solid setting, has a solid magic system, and it has solid plots. You know what I mean? It, so I'm a little bit confused as to why it doesn't have more people singing its praises. Yeah, I I mean, I think that overall it's a fun read. It's it's like you know a fast paced fun read. That, like you said, most aspects of it are solid. But I mean, me personally, like, I don't find myself like too attached to the characters in it. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, other than Lyndon, who I'm, I'm like fairly attached to, but I'm not like constantly, I don't know, like thinking about like all the different things Lyndon's going to do. Like, I, I didn't find myself as I'm reading it, like, trying to predict like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be cool if Lyndon did did this or this or this? I wasn't like, before book 12 came out, I wasn't really like theorizing a lot about what was going to happen in the book. And I mean, maybe that's something that I don't do as much as I'm older. I'm not like, if the next, if I'm waiting for another book to come out, I don't spend a lot of time anymore thinking about the next book. I just... I'm like, all right, I'm going to go read something else while I wait. Yeah. Like I remember, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
well, maybe that's, uh, I, I'm, I guess I'm kind of rambling a bit, but I'm thinking now, like maybe that's less about cradle and more about me. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like I remember when we were in college and stuff, we'd go theorize a bunch about stormlight, you know, and that was when even just like, I think words of radiance had just come out and we were all theorizing about everything and we were deep in yeah. like 17th chart and stuff. And like now, even though I think there's just more to theorize about, none of us are really that deep into it. And maybe that's because we've started Phantology mm-hmm. that gives us more room to talk about a wider breadth of series without going as deep into like a few series. That being said, I, I don't know. I, it's just, I, I guess I just wish that Cradle had a little bit more relevance in the conversations about fantasy than it does so okay and but that being said i don't know if i'd put it 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 probably honestly i started out pretty doubtful on that this series would like crack my top 10 series lists and not that i have like a specific list like i don't think i've sat down and formalized like my top 10 series in a long time but like kind of the way i thought about it i don't think it was until like the last few books where i'm like you know this has a good shot at probably popping up on like a top 10 list if i were to seriously put down sit down put it together because everything is just like the fundamentals are are there and i i really enjoyed so much of it yeah i think overall it's it's a polished it's pretty polished you know it's it's a good series fun to read polished i mean it's pretty accessible there wouldn't be like too much content like other uh, i guess there is violence so i think nowadays it's it's probably hard to read a lot of fantasy if you're trying to stay away from violence though so i mean there wouldn't be a lot of things that would keep somebody from reading this series right i'd definitely be comfortable recommending this to any like 13 plus you know what i mean and even lower if their parents are like oh yeah they play violent video games and aren't faced by it i'd be like okay you know then go for it like even around like 10 all right you know yeah i think so too so did you did you like this ending? Did you love it? Think it was okay? It was Not more okay? than okay. I think I, I I liked it. I liked it. I don't know if I loved it. I think that I was expecting a more definitive end than just okay. a, a basically cre- this whole series being a prologue for another. Okay. Well, let's so let's jump into spoilers then. Yeah. So if you haven't read the book and you're listening. And you don't want to hear spoilers and stop now. Come back after you finish the book. All right, let's jump. Let's jump straight into that. So I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about you expected, I don't know, Lyndon and his friend friends to ascend. And then like the ending maybe to be like some final climax battle between, you know, the Abidon and the forces of the Mad King and the Vroshir, something like that. Yeah, I expected the way I thought that this book was going to go is they were basically going to wreck all the dread gods within the first, you know, 20% and then ascend. And then the rest of the book would be them finishing up the whole Abaddon plot line. Yeah. Now I had, I adjusted my expectations pretty quickly after, you know, I was, it was, you know, halfway through two thirds of the way through and they hadn't done that yet. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's when I kind of started realizing like, okay, yeah, like this isn't going to be, the ending that I was expecting. I think I had similar expectations. And the th- here, here's the thing. It just didn't feel like an ending. Like Mistborn, I, I think most people are aware that like there's multiple eras of Mistborn. So like, but Mistborn era one feels like an ending. You know what I mean? Even Mistborn yeah. era two feels like an ending. Maybe a little bit less so. Like 
but like these feel like endings to that series. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like an ending to like the cradle series. This feels like, like I said, like a very long, long prologue to like another series. I mean, I kind of, I like half agree. Like I see where you're coming from. And I think that the Abidon stuff was wrapped up quickly and you know it it does feel like it's set up setting up for a greater series but then like you think about it it's called cradle you know it's not called like a whatever extended universe this like all these iterations take place in so i mean like i i do under i do think that will white like the way that it was written it certainly like leads you to have like expectations of like you know, helping Athan and fighting the Mad King and all of that, um, which they didn't help out at all. It was all resolved without them. But I think that like their story did sort of feel wrapped up in the sense that Yaren and Lyndon have a child together. Yeah. I mean, you have like you have like the jump into the future where you see where they're at. And that was pretty tender with him, with their kid and him reaching yeah. into the the bowl or whatever to Madra to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was, that was neat. And like I said, like, I don't want to trash this because it was different than I expected because I, I don't want to trash it at all. It was good. I just, well, I mean, I think yeah. there's a difference. We know that, or I know that you expressing your thoughts, like yeah. your reservations, things you would have preferred differently isn't trashing it. Yeah. But I think that that's how, I mean, I, I hope that's how it comes across because am I, I'm super excited about the possibility of a new series. I, I, it just, um, it seemed like, yeah, it just seemed like it wasn't quite like what, um, maybe there could have been some better expectation setting earlier on in the series. What did you think about like the new, well, it, it goes back to what, what I was, some of my issues is that it just seemed like whenever, whenever Lyndon would get more powers, he would just get, be confronted with stronger enemies. So it never really felt like it was progressing that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. finally, you felt like he had progressed, especially when that guy came back. Oh, what was his name? And Lyndon just totally like destroyed him. Uh, like Lee Kuth or Lee Markuth, I think. Yeah, Lee Mar- Yeah, yeah. And and Lyndon just totally wrecks him in that ring. I, I I agree. I think that was a really good touch to to add on. You know, and it, he comes back expecting. I I loved that from Lee Markuth's perspective. That was. Like he comes back expecting to like kind of wreck people without interference from the Abidon. And then he like is fighting Lyndon and Lyndon's like, don't you remember me? You killed me. It was like, you know, chills at that part for me. Yeah. It was by far one of the best parts of the whole series. Yeah. Um, like that was the payoff that we all wanted. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it was like undercut it at all. Cause it wasn't, but when, he then just ascends and immediately is like now being matched with power more or less by with the silver Lord. Yeah. Like you're now like, okay, now I have to learn like all these silver Lords and da da da, you know, like it just kind of felt like, okay, that's kind of what we've been doing for 12 bucks now. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can spend a little bit more time watching Lyndon wreck people. Yeah, Uh, that's true. I, I mean, for better or worse, like you kind of see that like with him taking on two dread gods and a monarch at once, right? With Raygon Shen. And I mean actually two monarchs, right? Because he's fighting he's fighting the uh 
weeping tight or not the weeping the the what the titan the phoenix Rhaegon shen and shamiara at once but i say for better or worse i mean it shows his power that he's like he's even able to like fight them without dying at at once uh, for worse i say it because personally i felt like a lot of the plot of this story was it was kind of like i don't know they're like all training and so like first he's fighting Rhaegon shen I wasn't really invested in the story until after the the weeping dragon was vanquished, but that took up so much time. And I feel like it didn't leave that much time for a lot of like the more critical battles in this series, like being like fighting the other two dread gods. Like, and I thought he was going to beat like one of them. And then the other was going to be stronger. Like, get all the power and then you know he has like you know the hardest fight of basically the book but he like kills them both at the same exact time it was a little disappointing for me that battle i think yeah i think i agree with you it 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 just goes back to feeling like maybe a little bit too much time was spent on cradle with just big battles which we've had a lot of the for this year Mm -hmm. that being said it was cool like it was cool to watch Lyndon fly around and do all these cool moves and like get pushed to his brink. And you know, like that's kind of the reason why I love the series is because that happens in most every book. And so I was happy to see it here too. It just did feel like it dragged on a little and like kind of messed with the pacing of the book. But here's the thing. Like we, I feel like every book in cradle has these kind of issues and I haven't really focused on, on them before because I've been more focused on the bigger picture that the series is painting. So I feel a little bit like uncharitable, maybe talking about pacing issues in this book because I've kind of glossed over those issues up until now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's true. I I think it's just exacerbated. They're more apparent in book 12 because there's so much to wrap up. You don't really have the, you don't really have like, the ability to kind of like put off like other battles until like further books, you know, you need to resolve it here. I think that in order, uh, my opinion, in order to have been better written, or I mean, or if I were writing this book, I think Lyndon and his team needed to be stronger going into it so that he didn't need to spend as much time leveling them up. I think they should have dedicated like more time to like maybe fighting each dread god and kind of making each battle unique. I I guess I did I did like the aspect of fighting two dread gods at once, but it was it seemed like I don't know the dread gods like you know they were becoming like more personified and more like intelligent and like becoming like better villains as as the book was progressing. And so I think it would have been really cool to see like one dread God left and see what that would have looked like. I mean, I guess Lyndon is kind of considered his own dread God. So it would have been like two dread gods left, you know, but I think it would have been cool to see what it would have looked like with a dread God, with all the other power other than Lyndon and what that would have looked like and have that kind of be Lyndon's final showdown. I agree. Yeah. That would have been pretty awesome. And yeah. Anyway, I, I think I think that that's a good summary of I think where the book 
could have been a little bit better. But at the same time, like I think we got a lot of what made the other books enjoyable with Lyndon being Lyndon and Lyndon helping out his friends and his friends growing and people making sacrifices. And like the Kuro storyline was compelling in here. And so um, I don't know. Like you mean with like Mercy, like kind of winning over the loyalty of charity and like defeating her mother. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she didn't defeat her mom, right? Or I guess. Well, but she betrayed her mom. Like I not betrayed, but like she came out again, like she stuck with her friends over her clan. Well, yeah, I, I guess it wasn't like Mercy so much. Like Mercy fought her mom, but wasn't it Yaren killed? Yeah, Yaren ascended, or Yaren became Yaren a monarch. Became a monarch and then killed her. And killed, yeah. Which, but but still, it was more the fact that Mercy like went went like kind of the only reason that why that could have happened is because Mercy snuck all of her friends in, right? Like veiled yeah. and, and and did did all that, mm-hmm. which was in my opinion like a good you know finishing up of of that storyline yeah and so you get all these cool moments these moments that did really pay off a lot of things that were leading up to the doing that the series was leading to so i like those i like those moments yeah i some some that come to mind so i i liked in general the the plot line that linden was like becoming a dread god essentially right and and you know he he kind of has to like stop himself from like with like feeding on the power of the dread gods because he was like losing himself a bit so i i and how he like you know became like weighted with hunger madra and like stuck on cradle i thought that was really interesting and compelling another plot line that i really liked was you know Ragon shen where he was he like fled into that like specific like place he had created to hold in Tiberian Aurelius mm-hmm. and and then he died in there. So then he was stuck in there with Tiberian. That was kind of like a funny end to his storyline. And yeah. um, I don't know. So th- those were two highlights to me. Yeah, I like both of those. I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, the other highlights throughout the throughout the book. I mean, there are just like a lot of them. I think that the biggest ones are the ones we've talked about, the Kura family the uh, duel with the guy that had been there from the first book. Yeah. And, Lee Marcuse. And then the, them ascending. I really did like to, when they would go through and you would get these stories of them, like going and uh, like as part of the Reaper squad or whatever. The, yeah. The Reaper division the Reaper going division. to different planets. Yeah. I like those too. That was fun because it, it, mm-hmm. it kind of addressed like there was that one planet with the guns and stuff. And it was like, like I feel like you get all that that stuff that all the time in fantasy series where like oh well if there are modern weapons there then you they would just be able to shoot them and it would be all over and yeah. then it was like nope they just like absorb the power of the projectile and it wouldn't really uh-huh. use them at all you know so that See, was cool. I, I feel like that is what Will White is best at you know those fun moments that like you have with characters that like. I don't you just kind of like make you chuckle like inside or like, you know, as an author, he's like, I, I think of the bloopers sort of exemplify that really well is, is just like reading these like hilarious little tidbits of how the story might've gone. Like 
so different at like pivotal moments. I, so I, I think like, like I said, I think that that just shows his strength as an author. Mm-hmm. So we had talked, you, so you like Mercy, Mercy's storyline. You like Yaren and Yaren's storyline. I mean, well, we didn't really talk that much about Yaren. She, she becomes a monarch, kicks butt, ascends, leaving Lyndon behind. Which I actually, I actually do think that that was a cool thing for her character because you think back to the beginning of the series and a big part of her character was not wanting to leave Lyndon to fend for himself and being afraid of what would happen if she left. Mm, um, yeah. You know, that that's in the first few books that happens again in the tournament that happens again like that. That's a big kind of theme throughout her. And so when she realizes that the only way to beat Malice was to become a monarch, which would mean ascending. And she did it because she knew that's what she had to do. And she like trusted Lyndon and herself and the team. I just think that that was really cool. And it was a good, you know, progression moment for her character in more ways than one. Yeah. I I actually hadn't thought about that. So I'm glad you brought that up. I, I totally agree with that. And um, yeah. And, and Yaren's plot line in general, it was, uh, that, yeah, that's a good point. What what did you think? Did you like where Yaren ended up maybe i mean obviously i think we've talked about it and like it was fun seeing them with the kid but like did you like her journey getting there yeah i think so i like ultimately she like she doesn't really like want to be alone again and i think that she has found that sense of like family and friendship like not only with linden and with her like her child obviously but i think with like mercy and with zeal and little blue and i'm blanking on the turtle's name orthos orthos so like she doesn't have to be afraid of that ever again this was you know it just made me think about that the fact that we hadn't talked about orthos or little blue and like all these side characters again like it was fun to see orthos and little blue like progressing and challenging each other and kind of dueling against each other and it's fun to see oh dang what's his face um his mind spirit dross dross yeah and it was fun to see dross get all these little copies of himself to help Mm -hmm. them progress like this was all really fun and it took the characters in interesting places that they hadn't explored in the rest of the other books and so i enjoyed that part of it as well yeah and you bringing that up does like make me realize like all of the things that will white fit into this book you know i've I've kind of like criticized or said how like I would have preferred it done, but like he fit a lot in here and just because I would have done it differently doesn't mean I would have done it better. Um, and and I mean, when you, when you do like, not. I definitely agree with you that some of these battles like sky battles, you know, is what I think of in my head, like did go on a little bit too long. But mm-hmm. when you think about like all that he had to do and the fact that the book was not that long, like it was in keeping with the lengths of the other books. I think he did a pretty good, yeah. um, a really good job. I keep saying like pretty good job. Oh, this is good. Like it, it just wasn't like a perfect book, you know what I mean? Or a perfect mm-hmm. ending, but I thought it was very satisfying and very yeah. good. It just, it had a lot of baggage for me coming into it with like where I am at with just reading in general right now, I think, which isn't really fair for me to put it on. I, you shared a video that I watched part of that I think basically called this the worst series, the worst finish to like a book series that they have ever read, which yeah, I think is like so far from the, I didn't even finish the video. 
I mean, I didn't want to like, I mean, a lot of times when I'm reading a book and forming my own opinions, I don't want to read a lot of what other people say, just because I'm like, will that influence me to think one way or the other? But like that, I mean, that aside, it, it just seemed like, I don't know how you could say that about this. Yeah. Um. So the review you're referencing for people that want to go look it up is I think Matt's book reviews. You know, he's a, he, he makes good videos. Um, I've watched, been watching him on and off for a while. And uh, Matt, if the, for whatever reason you hear this and you want to come on and talk about it, like this, I'm trashing your review, you like, obviously your opinion is totally valid. But... <laughs> you just, you're just, no, no sorry. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, no, seriously. Like, you know, obviously you're, you're, you're right, like you're that, right. Which is what, yeah. which is, he's, you know, totally opens to that opinion. My opinion is um, different from his opinion, but yeah, and I think it was the worst he's read since he also he also really, really, really hated the ending to the Lost Metal, the ending of Miss Marnera too. So, um, so anyway, which I, I think that everything he said in that video, which this isn't like a response to that video or anything, but I think it was valid. Like I think I can understand why he was bothered by what he was bothered by, but I think what it comes back to for me is that like regardless of these different, regardless of these different issues that we've talked about, for me, it still felt like a cathartic ending. It still felt like a, I can, I'm happy that I got to experience these, this journey with these characters. I'm happy for the ending that we did get. I'm happy that there, you know, like there is a question to my mind on if I would have preferred a more solid ending or more, you know, or this more like ending where it is just launching another series. There is that still question in my mind. But for what it is, it still felt good. And like, I I finished it. I felt like I had re- reached like an emotionally satisfying and plot satisfying and like ending for these characters, regardless of like little bumps throughout uh, along the way of things that you can. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And I would even go further to say that I think it left just like a you know a little bit open for the future like you know he can take that little bit and expand it out with like the reaper division and you know how it fares in the future you can obviously expand that into a whole other series but with within the scope of cradle and the past 12 books i think it was a fairly minor point it it reminds me of like when you watch a marvel movie and like you know, at the end of the credits, you have like, they kind of introduce the big bad of the next movie. And um, it, it's usually like fairly minor in the scope of the story that you've just watched in, in Marvel movies. And so I don't know, I, I liked, I liked that little bit. I, I, I liked how they had foreshadowed with the, um, the executors, I believe they were called in the past, you know, how they were meant to go in and like kind of clean up worlds and they all eventually like went crazy and betrayed the Abidon. So it'll be, um, it'll be exciting to see. I mean, he's got to write more in this, right? I don't, I don't know if he's officially said that he's writing. I think if he doesn't write more, it would kind of go back and sour my taste a little bit of this series because I felt like so much legwork was done to, get it to the point where it would be a good future series. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't do that, then I would be like, ah, there could have been time spent into maybe putting a little bit tighter bows on all of the yeah. storyline. Yeah. All right. I mean, so let's, let's give 
ratings to out of 10. Let's give a rating to book 12 way bound and to cradle as a whole. Okay. So let's, let's first, uh, I guess I'll go first. I think with way bound, I would give it an, an eight and a half out of 10. I think that it was solid. It was, it was fun. I mean, I had some things that I would have liked done differently, but overall it didn't take away too much from the story. You know, I actually think I'm going to go with an eight, just thinking a little bit about it. And so moving to Cradle as a whole, I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. It's a a genre I hadn't explored before. And I think it was very fun, um, fast paced. I, I think the books were like, Overall, I think that there were a couple, there was maybe like one or two books that like, I wasn't like in love with, but I think the quality of the books overall was pretty high. There weren't like huge slogs through the series. And maybe that's overall a benefit of this specific genre of fantasy. But um, yeah, I think I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I'm excited to read this with my, my kids when they're older and tell them the story of Weishi Linden and Yaren and Ethan Aurelius. You know, that was so awesome, Ryan. And I totally agree. Like, I, I am kind of like, oh, dang, when can I start reading this with, with my kids? Um, and I, I was chuckling um, because I was happy because our scores were going to be a little bit different, but then you changed it to be exactly my score. <laughs> um, so I think, yeah, same thing, eight and nine, respectively for me. I don't think I've given a higher... I think I don't think if given a book over an eight and I don't think that Waybound is the strongest book in the series. So I don't think I can give it over an eight. Okay. So maybe, maybe like a 7.5 to an eight, because I think, I think I've been averaging around like a seven for most books, but I'll, I'll stick with an eight. And then, yeah, the series I've been saying since the beginning, like the series is more than the, um, some of its parts. I think that, um, it was again, emotionally satisfying. It had a lot to do and it did it very very well um there are for sure some nitpicks some of that could be lowered if he drops it and like totally like doesn't come back to this world at all um or if you know like he does come back to the world and i felt like you know none of what happened in cradle mattered for what he comes back to because again there was some of that setup in this book so that might change but overall like i really really like the series i think it's great i think that more people should be reading it and not only should more people be reading about it, but I think it should be talked about more within like the fantasy circles that I run in, because I think a lot of people that like and would, you know, do like would be able to get more out of the series. So yeah, I uh that's that's where I'm at with it. I'm really grateful to you for convincing me to read it. What where were we at where you got you you and convinced me to start reading it? We were at like a wedding, I uh, I don't remember this. Dang, I don't remember like where I was and in, in, in person, I convinced you to read we, it. We were in person. Yeah. And you were on like book seven or eight. You Like you were in the middle of reading it. Dang, it's going to bug me. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's probably outside yeah. the scope of this room. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I was just, I was just mentioning how grateful I am, um, you know, that you got me to read it and, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it was good, good times. So thanks. Um, and thanks for people listening and commenting and being on this journey with us. Appreciate your support on it. Great. Well, that wraps up not only this review, but all of our reviews for the Cradle series. And 
Um, we're excited to hear what you think. If uh, you liked this or hated it, all your opinions are valid, but mine is more valid. Just remember that when you come in and start talking to us, either on Discord, YouTube. I mean, we're on Instagram, pretty much. Uh, I think Twitter, pretty much everywhere. Uh, unless, unless it's like super cutting edge, we're probably not there. Um, but Phantology Podcast, I think, is our username where you can find us. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And until next time, we'll talk to you or we'll see you later. All right. Thanks, Irene.